Welcome to the Be Better Chop Shop Podcast. Why why is it the chop house, man? The chop shop, man, because we cause we chop it up and dissect the information in here. I like that. Be Better World is a movement about empowering people. Stay tuned for some really cool people, some really cool episodes, and learn what you can do to empower yourself. Welcome back to the Be Better Podcast. We're in the chop shop again, and like I said, season two is is kind of crazy. It's intense, and um, I'm I'm happy to be back for season two. I was I was struggling with it, but uh, there's so much going on in the country that I, I had to come back with this thing. And now I'm honored to have in my presence the wonderful Palmer family. I got Amber and Ken in the building with me. Good, good evening. Oh, oh, she said double trouble. We haven't even started. She said double trouble, right? Hey, so I really want to thank you guys for coming down um, and being a part of the show. And um, I know you guys have done some really large things over the course of the last uh, three or four months, and we're going to talk about those things. So let me kind of set it up. So Amber, Ken, a couple of other individuals I let you guys talk about um, were very, very instrumental in bringing the George Floyd walk rally protest, whatever you want to call it, to the Billings, Montana area. So first of all, I think I said this in a post. I don't know if you guys saw it. I've run a lot of events. I set up a lot of events. That was, that was impressive. So let me Thank let you. me congratulate you guys in person. Um, that was very impressive. And what I was probably more impressed with than anything is the time frame that you pulled it off, right? <laughs> I saw the first post. And I'm like, what the hell? And then it was done. I was like, so, hey, kudos to you guys for doing that. So, hey, just kind of talk through – how you got there, you know, what inspired it, and you, you guys can figure out who talks about what. So, um, when George Floyd was murdered, I saw what it did to my husband. Him being a black male, just as you. No, I'm black? Billings, oh. I mean, a little bit. Oh, okay, all right. Just cool. a little bit. All right, bit. cool. All right, cool. <laughs> you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but being in Billings, Montana can be very difficult. Um, I've seen the struggles that he's gone through, and it breaks my heart because I don't think that anybody should have to deal with that. I mean, I'm Hispanic. I'm the darkest one in my family. My bio dad left before I was born, so I was raised by two white parents, and everybody would look at me like, where the hell did you come from? You know, all my family's blonde hair, blue eyed, and then there's me, this Latina girl with the attitude. So... After seeing what happened when George Floyd died and how much it took out of my husband, the hurt and the pain that was in his face that I could tell that he was carrying around, it was just too much. And I do this thing where I go out for drives and listen to music when I'm stressed or upset and I had gone for a drive. I literally texted him and said, I'm going to do a protest. And he said, okay, pulled over to the side of the road, did the page, invited people, and we were up to, what, 2,000 the next day? Yeah, just about. Yeah. It was, it was bananas. It was bananas. <laughs> and it was good bananas, right? Yes. And, and um, I, like I said, from a guy who's organized tournaments with three, four, or 5,000 people, um, I know how much work it takes. So, like, when I see somebody doing it, I respect it more than anything because I know the work that goes into it. So, uh so yes, okay. So day of the event, talk to me, talk, talk to me, talk to me about your feelings. What did you go through? You know, talk to me about that a little bit. So I didn't really know what to expect, but I definitely had high hopes because we wanted this to be a peaceful protest, and we worked so hard 
to make sure it was going to be that. I mean, I think that some people were kind of put off because I had a press meeting, or we rather, <clears throat> had a press meeting with the police, but that was to ensure that all the parking garages were closed, so anybody who wanted to start any type of nonsense couldn't get up in there. We had um, undercover officers walking through the crowds because the militia was there. I just wanted to make sure everybody was safe because if somebody got hurt for something that I had put on, I couldn't live with that, you know. So going up in there, I was I was great. I I was positive. Um, it was amazing to see all the volunteers that came through. I mean, we didn't have enough stuff for all the volunteers to do, so it was um, it was overwhelming, but in such a positive way. And I previously had talked to so many people and actually had gotten speakers of all different races because, you know, here we have Latinx, we have black, we have indigenous peoples, we have all different races. It's just a very small amount. So I thought it was very important for them to speak and let people know what they go through on a daily basis and how it is for them to live here. And I think that was really impactful, which was really cool actually we opened with a native american prayer which was beautiful um before the protest had even started there was local pastors uh that actually came and blessed the courthouse lawn so i thought that was great there was a positive energy in the air even though this was for a very serious and very i don't know what word i want to use heartbreaking situation yeah i was gonna say effed up but you know Right. But but for real, like, you know, this is something that's been going on for long before any of us have been on this earth, you know, and it's not something that's going away, even though people want to turn their backs to it. So it was important that we bring it here because I think a lot of times people don't want to believe that racism exists here or systematic racism, but it does. Okay. So, Ken, I got to turn to you, man, because, um, you know, I... You know, just man-to-man, right? So man-to-man first, and then African-American man to African-American man, I think it's really important, right? Right. So just tell, tell me overall, overall, you know, how did you feel, man, about during the event? So we'll talk about what happened to Floyd. But okay. during the event, just, just tell me about the set of emotions that you went through with that regards to that, man. Well, starting off when we first got there, it was mostly excitement because when we got there, there was already, like, a lot of people there. Like, we wasn't expecting it to be over 2,000 people to show up, even though over 2,000 responded. I was expecting, like, maybe three, 400, maybe less than that. But it ended up being well over 2,000. So when we got there, there was people already, like, chanting. People were walking around the courthouse. Uh, cars were driving by honking, showing support. So started off with excitement. As the protest went on, it started to shift. Um, not in a negative way, but just what we were there for mm-hmm. just made me think of all of the, you know, footage of the different marches, like the Selma March and Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Like, moments like that were popping in my head. And even though I was excited to be a part of something similar to that, a part of me was sad at the fact that we had to do that, that the fact that we still have to you know, go out here and say, hey, look look at what, look at this nonsense. Like, look at all this stuff that's so wrong. You know, the fact that we have to say that this is wrong and people still aren't really listening 
like they should. And there was a moment where we uh, reenacted what happened to Floyd. You know, everybody laid on the ground for eight minutes and 46 seconds and yelled, I can't breathe. And that eight minutes and 46 seconds felt like eight hours. And there was no cops knee on my neck. You know, there was nothing forcing me to the ground. So just imagine what he went through. And coming up from that, there was a lot of people that were like in tears, like, okay, I, I kind of experienced what he went through, but not completely because there's no cop's foot on me. And I'm still, you know, breathing afterwards. Yeah, so it's it's funny, man. You, you're talking about it, right? And and I'm having an emotional reaction, right? Yeah. And like, so I, I don't know. You guys don't know me well, but I keep it real, real on my show, right? Um, I'm having an emotional reaction, and not for the reasons that most. So let me explain that, right? So people people respond one to two, one or two ways to uh, situations that are that are not comfortable. They either get angry or they find a solution. Right, and hopefully those don't cross. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, and so it, it's, it's really important to me that we work to find a solution. So you know, I, I know both of you probably went through this after after the Floyd incident, after the protest. I cannot tell you how my inbox was flooded with people who want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Just they just want to talk to somebody who looks different. Right. Yeah. And some of the conversations that I had with individuals, I mean, some of them I was, like, angry. And not, and not angry from the standpoint of the Floyd thing. Like, I, I, don't, care, I don't care what color you are. I, I really don't. That is just dehumanizing, right? right. Like, just, let's, let's just start there, right? And so if you can't get past that, we probably can't have a conversation anyway. Exactly. Um, but I, I, I am highly, highly solution-oriented. So why am I saying all this? So you guys, from the march, you moved to the biopic platform. So talk talk me through what you what you what you guys are doing. What's your end goal? Kind of talk me through that. So um, with BIPOC, if people don't know, it stands for Black Indigenous People of Color. Um, we started the page. BIPOC. BIPOC. Yes. My, it's biopic <laughs> in a lot of cities. So excuse me for my ignorance. <laughs> you know, I had to I had to no, change it up a little I, bit. Absolutely, I like it. I like it. But um. We wanted to start that to basically have a safe place for BIPOC people and our allies to come and share their stories or if they have ideas to bring that up. Because I think it's really important to talk to the community, get their ideas, see where they're coming from, and then find a common ground. I mean, we can protest until we're blue in the face, but until we actually start getting out there and doing something, it's not going to change anything. So that's why we're big on um, finding a solution. Uh, We're part of the Not In Our Town board. Um, J.B. Johnson, I don't know if you're familiar. He was just here. Oh, I love him. Oh, cool. He was right. He was. He's like a a adopted dad to me. Yep. Him and Rhonda. And he's from my hometown. Yep. Okay. (laughs) Shout out, Mr. Jeffrey Johnson. But we are also um, on his board as well. I'm sure he talked about that. Yeah, he did, actually. And then the BIPOC board. And we have high hopes for the BIPOC board. Um, I actually want to start a nonprofit, get an office space, and get um, counselors in there for low-income families, uh, help with anything they need, filling out things financially, starting a scholarship program. Like I have so many goals and I'm that person who, when I put my mind to it, I get shit done. So 
I think that, oh, also another thing we have coming up, we're going to do a candlelight vigil uh, for Brianna Taylor and also for um, the other lives that have been lost to police and public brutality. So that's coming up. It's kind of tricky right now with the regulations. So that will be happening sometime. Just got to figure out when it's safe. So. Okay. So you guys are, so end goal is to, like I said, what I, what I heard you say was the end goal is to educate. Yes. Oh yeah. Right. Um, I, and I think that's, I think that's highly important. Um, you know, I, I run in all kinds of circles, right? So I, I run with seven figure CEOs and I run with the homies in the streets. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and w- what I've seen, and, and I want to get you guys input on this. So when I look at a bell curve, right. And people ask why people ride it. And I think it really comes with the socioeconomic status of the individuals. So here's what I mean by that. If I don't have nothing to lose, I go out and tear up stuff. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. When I have to base my business on clients, I tear up stuff mentally. Right. I figure out a way to mentally uh, impact the, the community and society that I live in. And so people ask me all the time, so what are you going to do? So I'm going to pick up this pen and figure out how to figure it out. You're not going to see me up tearing up nothing. People work too hard for their businesses. I know how that goes. Right. But I also want you to understand when people do that, hey, I, I, I told you once this hurt. I told you twice this hurt. Now I'm tearing stuff up because I don't know what else to do. Right. Exactly. Right. So I, I hope that when you guys are, 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 are walking through this that there's some evaluation of that whole dynamic because if you look at Billings, Montana, I mean, we got a pretty diverse socioeconomic situation here, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think uh, that's the thing when I saw that and what you guys are doing, I think that I was most impressed with that picture and I'm sure you guys have seen it a million times. Everybody landing in the street. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, like that right now, if it pops across my screen right now, I'm like, I gotta, I'm, I'm taking a moment of silence, right? Like, whoa, mm-hmm. that, that, that's impressive. Our board, one of our board members, uh, Jessica Bullock actually is the one who took that picture in the street of everybody laying yeah. down. So Jessica and James are a part of BIPOC and also Taylor Arnold show. Shout out to them. Love yeah, them absolutely. all. Absolutely. Now maybe I'll have them on the show in, in a later time. But uh, so we got some big things coming up with BIPOC. Excuse me for that in, initial um, uh, not pronouncing it right. Um, <laughs> like I said, I've interviewed a bunch of people. So um, so we got the educational piece coming up, something for Brianna Taylor coming up. Yeah. Anything else that the community should know that you guys, so what do you need help with? Here's, here's your chance. So I think mostly what we need help with is educating people. We need help with calling out racism when we see it, being vocal about it, and making people being embarrassed about it being racist now don't get me wrong i'm not saying go out there and beat people up because they're out there saying racial slurs i'm saying educate these people talk to them you don't need to always use violence to get your word out um i understand that there comes a time and point where you're so frustrated you really don't know what to do contact us we're more than happy to help you in any way we can uh we've had so many messages from people who have been victims of public and police brutality, um, just outright, outright racism, systematic racism. So, you know, we're trying to put them in contact with people who can actually help them and, um, you know, help build them up, make them feel good about themselves, be proud to be who they are. So that's, that's just some, a big thing we need help with right now. Um, we're doing a lot of fundraising, obviously being a nonprofit, you got to raise funds. 
So we're doing that to start the scholarship programs for kids who want to be in sports, want to be in dance, whatever it may be that they want to do if they're unable you know, or their parents are unable to uh, fund that, I would love to help with that. You know, we have two kids, and I know how important activities can be getting around other people. So definitely check out our page, uh, People for BIPOC, on Facebook. Um, you can see all our updates, everything that we got going on, and we would love your help and support in any way. Prayers, love, everything. Yep. It all means everything. So you guys heard it here first. So BIPOC is here in the Billings community. They're trying to make a solution-oriented change. And anybody who's trying to make a solution-oriented change is always welcome on my show. Um, if there are any contacts that I could provide for you guys with regards to your vertical movement in your organization, please let me know. Like I said, I don't know I don't know a lot of people, but I know some influential people. Thank right? you, sir. Appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. So I always leave my show. The guests have to tell me. You know, one thing, one creed, one model that you live by. So we'll we'll, we'll start with you, Mrs. Farmer. Um, my creed or something that I live by is pray and be thankful for your blessings. I every day pray and thank God for us being here on this earth. I pray for those who have not gotten the chance to live another day. I pray for my family and I thank God for our blessings. Sir. <laughs> Um, I would say, uh, before you decide to do something that might change your life, think about it first. I, I used to be a very reactional type person. I just knee jerk and, you know, I, I've had like anger issues, you know, back in the day. So the, the important thing to do is just think, you know, about everything. If you come across a moment where you think that your knee-jerk reaction is going to do something negative or just change not only your life but your family's life for the worse, think about it first before you before you react. So that's funny. My mom used to tell me this all the time. It takes five minutes to get in trouble and five years to get out. Mm -hmm. That's right? very true. <laughs> right? That's very yeah. true. Right? Uh, she tell me all the time. So, hey, I really, really um, – uh, first of all, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. I want to commend you on trying to carry a cause that uh, many have lit the torch and it's burned out on a few. But the fact that you picked it up and reignited it is impressive. And again, like I, like I said, I mean this. Um, anybody that knows me, you reach out to me, I'm probably back to you within 24 hours, right? So if there's something I can do to help, um, and again, I'll tell you, the, the good thing about me is I'll tell you if I can and tell you if I can't, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, people are like, I'm gonna, like, if I can't help you, I can't help you. Right. But uh, you guys keep doing what you're doing. And like I said, I, you know, I think it takes one or two committed to make a change. So s stay nimble, keep pivoting, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. All right. Hey, thanks, thanks for getting on the show. Thanks Be for better. having us. We're out. Thanks.